You're listening to Agile Next, the next generation Agile talk show. I'm Daniel Gulo. And I'm Stephen Forte. Each week, we ask industry leaders to share their past experiences with Agile practices and to provide their insights into where Agile is heading to next. The show is available on SoundCloud, iTunes, and by visiting our website at www.agilenext.tv. This episode is brought to you by Applebrook Consulting and Fresco Capital. Whatever your Agile needs, Applebrook Consulting can help with training and coaching. Visit our website at www.apple-brook.com. Fresco Capital is a global venture capital firm focusing on entrepreneurs building global businesses. Visit our website at fresco.vc. Episode 13, September 8th, 2016. Today we're speaking with Stuart Young. Stuart is a professional live illustrator with extensive traditional and agile project management experience and a deep-rooted appreciation for the agile principles and methodologies. Stuart has spent over 10 years working in the public sector, and during that time, he discovered visual techniques that assist teams to identify service improvements by reducing process inefficiencies. Stuart is currently employed at RadTech, where he continues to assist individuals, teams, and organizations with an array of visualization services. So Stuart, welcome to the show. Hey, hi there. How are you doing? Fantastic. So you're in the UK. That's right. I am I am currently in the UK. It is raining as we speak, so I'm definitely in the UK. So over the over the last few years you've you've become increasingly more involved in the Agile community. How were you initially introduced to Agile? So um I I was originally uh I've I've I was um I've always been doing live illustration since I graduated um with a design degree and um Live illustration is something I've always been doing, um, and and out with doing live illustration, I've, I was also a, a traditional business analyst. A uh, very strange combination, but uh, maybe if we have time, we can we can talk about that. But um, originally, um, doing a lot of sort of uh, events that weren't agile, um, and through through time, have just been. Um, uh, I kind of lived lived sort of two lives really. I've been doing uh, doing the art and the illustration since graduating, but I've also been. Um, Originally was a, a traditional um, business analyst, um, and sort of the, the two the two worlds never really collided. Um, and uh, and I and I, I actually was fortunate enough to be uh, introduced to the um, into the agile world by getting my certified Scrum Master um, and sort of Lean practitioner and a few other certificates um, along the way, and um, started introducing live illustration to different events. And suddenly um, it was just. The, there was so much more engagement, and it was really exciting. Usually, you get nothing back from an audience, but I realized that this was exactly the right, um, the right sort of um, uh, industry and, and community for this sort of stuff. Stuart, you were at the Scrum Gathering and illustrated Daniel and I on stage, and you illustrate as the speaker is talking, you illustrate the event itself, and it creates a great visual aid that people look at. Can you talk a little bit about how you got into that? And then, of course, the value that that brings to people. Absolutely, absolutely. It's quite funny, really. Doing live illustration, uh, originally, um, I'd, I'd go to different events that were non-agile. And um, it was almost like the best way to describe it was the, the chocolate fountain of the wedding. Because it was almost like a nice to have, but people didn't really get it. What were those events like? Well, I, I did a lot of sort of pharmaceutical events and, and conferences where... 
people seem to think that it would be quite cool to have someone drawing in the back of the room. It would be a nice to have, almost like a juggler or this or that, or, or you know, something else happening. Um, but but there was not, but it wasn't sort of uh, that the engagement that was needed and required. But when it comes to uh, the agile, um, the agile arena, um, it, it's it's the best sort of um, air environment for sort of live illustration. Um, what 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 I'm doing when I'm live illustrating is is capturing the essence of is what's being said um, by by both the the, um, the facilitator or trainer or speaker and and an audience um, and capturing the essence of what's going going on. So almost like minuting the meeting in in pictures and 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 I think it just works incredibly well in an environment that's agile um, because it's all around collaboration and and the sharing of ideas. Talk a little bit more about that because the agile. I know the agile community. We uh, tend to be more collaborative and interactive, uh, more sort of physical, and and um, we tend to be more visual. We we tend to rely more on on information radiators and visual techniques such as that. So it it, it seems like we would be resonating with you from from the beginnings. So speak a little bit more about how there's an intersection point naturally between visual facilitation and, and the Agile community. Okay, so um, when if, we go str- if we go back to the, uh, the Agile manifesto and think of some of those key values of individuals and interactions and customer collaboration and even responding to change, um, uh, all of these things play a significant part when sort of live illustrating. So um, I think the key thing here as well is that um, when, when I'm drawing, um, I'm not just trying to replicate the slides on a death by PowerPoint. It's a case of capturing the essence of both what's being what's being said and what people in the audience are also talking about. So there's a lovely kind of live piece here and a lovely engaging and organic piece. So it really is a blank canvas. And, and kind of the, the biggest mistake I could ever make as a live illustrator is actually coming along with a preconceived idea of what I'm going to draw because things change all the time. So a lot of the agile, um, agile values really do help me as a live illustrator. Um, as for the participants and people, it's it's such it's such a wonderful thing because, um, as as you guys all know, um, agile really helps people to collaborate and to interact and to engage. And you know, I've been to so many different events and conferences that are very cold, where the expectation is that they're just gonna there's a show and tell that you're gonna sit down and and nothing else, and and you're just gonna be spoken to. Um, but with these events, um, much like the retreats, the, the Scrum Alliance retreats and so forth. Things are naturally happening. Topics are, uh, um, are kind of uh, uh, sort of being being introduced, and ideas um, are resonating throughout the session. So everything's new and innovative. And I think that when people see me being creative and drawing, I think that really helps other people to start being more innovative and creative. It definitely brings out their creative juices, don't you think? No, absolutely, absolutely. And and you know, I don't want it all to be like the Stuart Show. I really feel that this is an additional skill that. Uh, a facilitator, a coach, a trainer, anyone, a, a team player needs to have and it, it's sort of uh, to, um, to kind of uh, enhance their facilitation toolbox. Um, the, the really sad thing is, and I, we've all been talking um, before about sort of uh, parenthood and, and, um, and the, the fun, the joys of having children. And, and it's really sad because when we're all kids, um, we, you know, kids will draw to get an idea across. Um, and they're not too worried about how fancy their drawings are as long as their ideas are portrayed. And, you know, my daughter, she's nine and she'll draw and draw and draw. And she, you know, she's so, she's not, she's not worried. She just wants to draw and draw and just get her ideas across. But the problem is that, you know, 
when you become an adult, you start having all these, un, you know, you're concerned, you can't draw, no, you know, I can't do it, I can't visualize like that. But, the, the, you know, the, the bottom line is that everyone can draw, and it's a wonderful universal language that brings down so many barriers and enhances so many different forms of communication. Uh, it's such a powerful tool, and yeah, everybody can draw. Yeah, and this this kind of brings me back to the point where when I'm in a meeting with people, we've moved now to pre-done slideshows and to mimic the idea of drawing. We have transitions, but I I personally like to sit down with a pen and paper and draw something when I'm talking to people, and I draw really poorly. Like I, I draw circles and dots and stick figures and th and things like that. So I, I really believe that not only does it get those creative juices, but it brings us back to our childhood when you know drawing was an effective means of communication. No, sure, absolutely, and I'm I'm, I'm going to say I'm I'm sure your squiggles and drawings weren't that bad, um, but no, but absolutely, it's um, uh, it, and it, it it is it's it's something that people should sort of um, not forget to do. Um, you know, people get a bit nervous and apprehensive about it, but iter iterative design and collaborative sketching is a wonderful thing as well. So trying to encourage people to come together. So very, you know, a very sort of a. Uh, iterative approach uh, again of how visualization can be sort of utilized within the agile way of working is is getting people to get together and you know say say I had an idea of maybe how to draw scrum master or a product owner um, as I iterate I've only got one idea to work on but let's say there was 20 of us and we all drew something and then we chose which one uh, was the most compelling and then we iterated together there's something wonderful about trying to pull people together to get the best ideas across and to really solve problems. On that idea, what has been the output that you've had that surprised you the most? Gosh, um, I think uh, the, the the biggest surprise is is how well. well there's, there's two hats for me, or three. I mean, I, I'm an agile trainer um, as well as a live illustrator and 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 uh, visualizer and and and, and then a uh, workshop facilitator to assist people to do their own drawings. Um, so the biggest surprise for me when I'm supporting other people to to use these these skills is just um, how how amazed they are at their level of of of, of being able to draw and um, and and the confidence that, that they they get for, with being innovative and being able to to take these additional skills and tools that they probably had already um, and uh, giving them that opportunity. But the biggest surprises I get from um, live, doing live illustration where I'm mute and just illustrating what's being captured in, 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 in images is, um, is, is, the, is how many people will, will come along um, and much like Daniel mentioned about this being um, an information radiator um, is just how compelling it can be and, and how excited people get from re-looking at the, the, some of the visuals and thinking about how the, um, some of these, these insights have been captured and um, you know, and, and I think that's that's what I find so surprising is it's such a it's such a an innocent and um, thing to do to draw, um, and it's something that's so much fun, and yet it always brings uh, so much um, positivity. Um, the other thing that's great as well is that uh, it's it's a great way of engaging with so many people. My my Twitter feed goes crazy. It goes sadly goes quiet from time to time, but when I'm at like say a gathering or a retreat. And I'm taking photographs. Um, there's there's such a way. It's such an engagement piece. I think that's the surprise to me. And it's always wonderful to see how many people retweet things and how many people that aren't actually um, able to actually uh, attend a gathering or a, a whatever event that you may be at um, are really getting engaged by the pictures and are really getting a sort of a, a feel for what's being said and done. Yeah, having having attended many events where you've been, you know, providing illustration services. 
um, I, I've seen it myself, you know, it really augments and, and complements the, uh, interactions that are happening there and, and people love it, right? When you, when you do a little piece on, on drawing and, and so forth, people just absolutely love it. And, uh, I, I've seen what you're talking about, you know, with, with people realizing they can draw much better than they think they can. So there's definitely a lot of value there. Um, Stuart, for, for many years before you, you sort of have taken on illustration as your full-time main um, focus, you've also been a, a fairly seasoned uh, project manager and business analyst in, you know, in your own right. So talk about some of your experience um, with Agile and, and your project management and, and business analysis work. Okay, sure. So I worked for local authority for many, many years. And, um, and um, whilst I was there, it was very, very much, um, I worked in a, in a, a, a program team um, as, a, as a traditional business analyst. It was, uh, so it was very non-software uh, related. Um, and uh, it was a very sort of a very waterfall approach to uh, project management. And, um, and what I think, uh, unfortunately, and, and no disrespect, I mean, I'm not suggesting that uh, the, the waterfall approaches are all wrong and agile is the only way forward. But um, back then, um, I was really always shocked at how slow communication was. Um, you know, I, I actually, before that, actually, Daniel, something I don't know whether I've mentioned much as well was that I actually originally before being working within project management, I worked with um, adults with learning disabilities. So the first job I had for a couple of, for a few years was actually supporting people with um, reading and writing difficulties and um, uh, uh, as a support worker. And um, with my communication skills and my, um, I, I found it was, it was a great way to use visualization to assist with communication. So all those things that I learned when I was assisting people with improving communication um, I put that aside when I moved on to become uh, w to work within the uh, uh, a sort of a project management environment, and I was just really shocked that some of those values of true communication that I that I that I sort of I'd gained and thought that they were just the norm when working with people, um, and and I assumed that that would be that would be such an important thing within a project role, but I was quite shocked, like I say, at the the lack of communication. Um, you know, comprehensive documentation. There was plenty of that, plenty of um, far too much planning. Everything that we we, we suggest is is a, a no-no. So unfortunately, what's good for me actually is that there's so many good experiences I've got of, of um, uh, or, or scenarios um, or synopsis of where things haven't gone well and how they could have been enhanced following a more agile approach. And when I first started teaching Scrum, you know, when it first came on the scene almost 15 years ago, to boil it down to people, like I was on stage at a conference, I would say, Scrum is an agile methodology that stresses communication. And then I would contrast that with XP that stress developer practices, right? And, you know, these are very, very simplistic rules, but it's just to get people's feet wet. And when you said about communication, both in Waterfall and your experience at the UK government, I feel that stressing communication is one of the key tenets of scrum and agile in general of course and how do you feel that that has been helped by your process I, I think that it really has been but what are maybe some of the examples you've seen where that really has paid off big dividends oh absolutely absolutely it just goes it, it just goes back to the the basics here just everything you said totally totally agree uh, so some some good examples is, is just 
as you say, is trying to get people to collaborate. You know, so so whilst I was working there, I was given the opportunity to 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 to, to go for my uh, uh, to become a certified Scrum master, and I became a bit of a purist and probably rather annoying at the time to my team, but. Um, I'd come back and just getting people to sit in one room and to communicate and to talk and to and to um, and collaborate. I know it's it's frustrating that you use the same buzzwords again and again, but it's just so true. We had um, uh, one of the projects that I worked on uh, was around um, child protection, for example, and uh, there was a need to uh, map, um, as we've all done, uh, you know, Visio process map as is and 2B process mapping and trying to get people. Uh, you know, looking at lots of documentation about how you can improve processes. You can't get that from a document. You need to get people together. So um, I actually used some of my skills and and the and the and the newly uh, the newly gained skills I had of, of learning about agile by getting people together together to collaborate and to share ideas to to problem solve. So not just being not just a case of me going, hey, tell me about your process, but hey, look, tell me what your process is like. And actually, we're going to map this, and how can we improve this together? Um, so, um, lots of um, we, we also I also um, introduced a few um, lean practices. So we leaned out a few different processes um, as well, which was pretty pretty interesting. And I think people people were really amazed when you do something like a uh, a value stream map, and you just see how how you can um, lean out a process um, and just give some really simple percentages, some really simple maths, which is always good for me. Um, and say, hey guys, look how how poor our process is here. Look how long it's taking for somebody to receive uh, this fund or this grant, or look how long it's taking for this person to be given an assessment. Um, and and for key stakeholders, um, for whether they be councillors or whatever, that was really compelling and really strong stuff. So again, another thing here is down to trust and transparency. Now people don't like that. People don't want, like to see what's what they're doing wrong. But you need to see that. And I think that was one of the key. Uh, principles of agile as well is just is having that trust having that transparency and allowing people to see where the problems lie and how you can improve uh, together and it's visualized right you did something wrong and it's visualized in a safe environment so it's just sounds like it's a real great aid to the process absolutely 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 exactly that and it, and it's engaging right because people don't want to um, i'm sure uh, it's it's the same in every uh, local authority, local government around, you know, I'm sure it's the same same in the U.S. There, uh, you know, there's lots of um, there's there's lots of um, uh, funding being pulled back. You know, people people are threatened their jobs and so forth. So when someone comes in and starts talking about leaning out leaning out processes and and so forth, um, it's um, it's it's a real shame. You know, people start getting a bit concerned. But but actually. Um, what you're doing is if you take people on a journey and you're very visual with that and you say, look, how can we improve this? And no, we're not, we're not removing people from this. We're enhancing a process so that, you know, we can, we can assist people um, it, it better, you know, we, because of my experience of working frontline within, um, with adults with, with learning disabilities and, um, and so forth, you know, what, what we were trying to identify is that if you, in, in, if you can enhance some services within a sort of a service center environment, you know, you can, you can focus your efforts um, on on people with more complex needs. So you know, yeah. Again, it was a case of um, honesty, integrity, um, uh, and and vis and visualizing uh, visualization to help people feel engaged. I've been coaching and training organizations for about the last ten years, and I have to be honest. Most of the stories I have to tell are actually failures and and you know situations where the organization hasn't really realized the benefits they were going after when they saw it 
agile adoption. What are some of the challenges that you've seen in your experience in working with various different organizations and, and talking with others? The biggest, unfortunately, the biggest um, failure is, is it's the simple stuff here. It's the, it's the communication. It's, uh, it's not getting everyone on the same page. It's, again, the comprehensive documentation. It's uh, a poor level of governance um, and, and sometimes a, a poor level of structure. Um, so throwing, most, throwing lots of things at you there, but again, the key thing is, is communication. Um, and I think that the problem is whether, whether, it's, um, uh, whether you're working in a, in a software industry or non-software, whether it's more traditional uh, project management or, non, um, or more agile, um, you, you, you need to, to get people on the right page. So much like a good scrum team, you know, people, if, if people are working on a project or a product, they need to be involved from, from, from get-go. The same as the customer. And, um, and again, my experience of working for local authority was that you, know, you needed to build that trust from an early stage. You needed to, to be thinking about where improvements can be made and, and, all, and, and share that. Um, the danger is that uh, of people that create huge, huge um, comprehensive document, documents, briefs or PIDs or initiation documents that, you know, that are far too long and lengthy. Um, and no one actually reads, and then people aren't on the same page, and then you lose that trust, and there's a lack of transparency, and then you can't sort of make any any progress. So again, it always comes down to communication, hence why it's big picture thinking. That's why live illustration and visualization plays a massive key part here, because you, you need to get people on the right page. And you know, you've got more chances of get, getting a stakeholder, a customer, a counselor, someone on a committee, uh, Pete, Pat, to, 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 to be engaged with some of the findings of your project or what you're working on. If you keep it simple, uh, again, sim- you know, keep keeping it simple, simplifying stuff is, is key. So another, another nice little agile uh, principle being thrown at you there. Oh, for sure. And I think with the um, illustrations that you've done, you've augmented what we've traditionally done on agile teams with something that really adheres to the values of both the agile manifesto and just the entire agile movement. And you've had a unique perspective over the years watching as, as you said, waterfall and government and and moving with agile as an illustrator is with that perspective in mind. And you've attended a lot of community events and you also have a unique behind the scenes type of view of those events at the community. What do you think, what are your thoughts on the future of agile? Um, How will agile evolve? How will it grow? Because Quite frankly, you're playing a role in that, right? You're you're bringing a brand new perspective, um, you know, to a functioning team. Sure, sure. Well, probably um, sort of re- reflecting on some of the things I was saying there, I've mentioned it enough times. Um, um, you know, I have had the opportunity to work within um, agile organisations, and and um, and with my sort of training hat on, be uh, an agile trainer um, uh, and assist people in 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 traditional agile or non-agile organisations. But um, for me, I think that. What I what I'd love to see and where I feel Agile is going is it's it doesn't have to be about um, uh, the digital digital world. It doesn't have to be about software. For me, a lot of my experiences, like I say, in grassroots comes from non non software uh, related um, projects um, and so forth. And and for me, it's not a it, for me. I think that's that's where it's going. Is is um, it's the the approaches, the philosophy, the the uh, the the whole the cultural piece of what you're trying to do when you're thinking about an agile mindset, for me, the, that's the most the, the key the key the key um, player in this. So for me, I just I'd love to see 
agile playing a bigger significant part in every industry. Um, there's been some wonderful talks. Um, I think it's John Miller. Um, um, apologies if I got his name wrong there. But there's a guy that was there that, that looked at Scrum in schools um, uh, at the Scrum gathering in Phoenix last year. Um, and equally at the uh, Lean Agile Scotland event last year, again, um, there was another one related to schools and education. So I'd love to see more and more of the agile way of working and these principles and the, these mindsets going, going, getting sort of injected into other industries that are yet to, to know what agile is all about. If you would have actually mentioned this about two years ago, I probably would have disagreed with you. I would have thought that the, the quote, non-IT portions of the organization already had their processes and we were kind of catching up, we being the IT side, you know, using agile methodologies. And then I started realizing that, no, the rest of the organization is messed up. So it's not just, so agile is not just for IT anymore. And agile, of course, will have to evolve to accommodate non-IT people. But I realize exactly what you, you this, I've come to the same conclusion you have as well. Absolutely. Yeah, great. And I mean, the thing is, I think it's, the, the the problem a lot of people have is trust, and I think I think um, the the issues and concerns people have, you know, senior management and and so forth of organisations that hear this word agile buzzing around, um, it can be just as damaging because they they need people need to understand uh, the the value, and I think so. I think that a lot of a lot I think there needs to be um, a lot of a lot more sort of um, best practice and um, and some good evidence based um, case studies. I think that's what will, will help. Uh, organizations with their transition and 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 equally um i see i think there's a lot more danger where people are sort of pushing um agile on them i think they need to be much more of a pull system whereby um you know you you work from the team level and really show some of those um some of the values some of the benefits that you you've reaped um both customer satisfaction or wh however you whatever metric you want to use to show those those rewards and those benefits and then share that with the rest of the organization. And then in, in time, things, you know, hopefully uh, the rest of the organization will be, will be sort of requesting to find out more about the way you're, you're doing work. Stuart, you're a super busy guy. You've been to so many different events and, and so on recently and, and over the last year. What does the next year hold for you in, in, in terms of projects you may be working on or events you're attending? Well, I yeah, I, I I sort of joke that I've started to stalk you, so I, I do hope that you um that you <laughs> don't feel that I completely am stalking you there. But um, you know, so yeah, some some great um, absolutely love the retreats. A few retreats hopefully coming up. Um, depending on when this this recording goes out, I've got uh, the Scrum Gathering in Orlando, um, and I'm hoping to to be at the um at, at the Scrum Gathering in Bangalore as well, which would be fantastic. Um, and um. I'm hoping also to be, um, as far as the, the, the live illustration goes, um, talk of um, Agile Prague, um, the Scrum Day in Portugal, and, and Lean Agile Scotland, I always like to, to play a part at. And then um, a couple of dates for you as well there. We have, um, I'm going to be rolling out an innovation through visualization workshop, which talks about some of those key things we've been talking about today, talks around um, uh, collaborative sketching, using graphic templates, um, looking at um, techniques for problem solving and idea mapping. Um, and uh, so there's going to be one here in the UK on May the 25th um, in London. And in the US, um, there's going to be uh, another innovation through visualization workshop in July on the um, 22nd um, of July there um, in Atlanta, which is going to be two days before Agile 2016. And I believe only 
a few minutes walk from from where the venue is there. Are you working on any books by any chance? There's always a few talks of books. There's um here at here at Radtac, they were they were working on a few books, but I can't remember the titles, so I'm glad it's a side part because I've forgotten. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, unlike yourself, where you're sort of like here, do this drawing and get it done. You, if you can imagine, like there's always two or three people that were like, yeah, right. So I'm working on a book, and you're like, yes, and then nothing happens, you know. So yeah, so I'd like to do. If I do do a book, I'd want to be it to be fully illustrated uh, in in comic art rather than anything else. Uh, I was just asking, just in case you are writing a book, because it seems like you'd be somebody who could write a great book on, you know, doing visual facilitation and so on. So no, cool. No, thank you. I'm doing well. I'm doing a blog soon, and I think I've, I like sort like somebody's wisdom was that once you've done so many blogs, those blogs, it's probably you. Once those those blogs suddenly become. You've got, you know, a book, a book's worth of information. So, um, but yeah, I, I really, I think it's, it's on the to-do list. It's on the backlog. Um, but working full-time for RadTac here, I do, you know, it's, there's, there's talk, talk of books here and I, they have created a few books. So it may be, it may well be easy. Uh, it may well be a case of following the same publisher, but, but it's, it's definitely worth thinking of. So thank you. Stuart, it was a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you for making the time. Thank you. It's been awesome as always. Next week on Agile Next, we have Joel Semyuk, the Chief Innovation Officer of Imagine It, talking to us from the Great White North up in Canada. A big Agile Next thank you to our sponsors, Fresco Capital and Applebrook Consulting. Visit Fresco Capital at frescocapital.com and Applebrook Consulting at apple-brook.com. We hope to see you next week on Agile Next. In the meantime, check out our website at agilenext.tv. 